Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another Friday episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and co-editor of said website. You know, last Friday I had Kevin Smith, also known as Cliff Harris is still a punk. I, I want to say like the artist formerly known as, kind of like Prince. Anyways, on Friday I was like, yeah, it's nice to have a guest on every once in a while. So I figured the Steelers are getting ready on Saturday to cut their roster from 80 players to 53 I thought, why not bring in the other co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Dave Schofield, to talk about the fact that we do predictions for this event. Let's talk about that. So, Dave, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you, Jeff. I just feel bad for our listeners that they have to listen to me two days in a row. Hey, I listen to your show, uh, Stat Geek. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that, by the way, make sure you do. Because I thought I knew a lot about the compensatory draft pick equation. I learned so much more. Like I, I seriously <laughs> listened to that while I was in the gym this morning, and I was like, man, I didn't know Jack Squat. So check that out. It was a good episode. Very well done. And make sure you follow us on all of our podcast platforms, whether it's Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it. And if you're on iTunes, which we know that over 55% of our listeners are on iTunes, if you can give us a five-star rating and give us a good comment, we really appreciate it. And all the new comments I will read live on the air Thursday night on our Steelers preview podcast. So you have to check that out. Before we get started though, Dave, we got to tell our fans about the, the Marquise Pouncey football giveaway. And oh yes. I said on the recap, I mean, we're giving away an autographed Marquise Pouncey football for free. I mean, free, yeah. literally, you have to pay nothing. All you have to do is win our survivor pool. That's it. Now, Dave, we're on to our second, our second uh, league, so to speak, right? Yes, we... We will fill up as many leagues as it takes. Now, the only reason we have more than one league is this is something I learned the hard way last year when we did our first contest is they only allow you to have 100 entries per league. Yeah. That, that kind of took me by surprise, but we just kept filling up leagues. Last year, we, had, we filled almost six leagues. We, had, we were just a couple people short of filling the sixth one. This year, we want to get a bunch of people in. We're in league number two. We want to see a big jump with that. We're, we'll just keep going. Yeah. Um, and allow people to sign up up until the the deadline to make your pick for the first week, which is actually one o'clock on Sunday. Because if you decide to pick a Thursday game, you just have to do it before they kick off. If not, you just have the rest of the slate. Yeah. So if you're someone that has a man cave or a she shed, or you're someone that just likes to have memorabilia, this is your chance at getting a Marquise Pouncey autographed football. If you go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you will see that article somewhere in the top eight stories somewhere and click on it, get all the information. And if for some reason you try to log in and you try to create a team and it says it's full, let us know. Our email addresses are there. Dave's will be on that actual article and we will start a new one and get you in there as soon as possible. But we'll talk about that more another day. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. The Steelers go from 80 to 53. They have to do that by Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. The plan is that after they have made their cuts, we're going to do a show. I don't know if, Dave, if you're going to join me or if Brian Anthony Davis wants to join me to talk about who made the cut. Maybe there's a surprise, who didn't make the cut. All those things, we're going to, we're going to break it all down. But this show today on Friday is our predictions for who will and won't make the team. So 
Let's start on offense. I just think it's natural to start on offense. We're going to go position by position. We'll take a break, and then we'll do defense and special teams uh, to finish it up. So you ready, Dave? Sounds great. All right, let's start with quarterback. Now, how many quarterbacks do you have them keeping? I, I have them keeping three because I know with the new rules with the practice squad that there's 16 spots. You could even keep someone who up to six players who typically would have been out of eligibility on the practice squad, that they could just do two on the roster and two on the practice squad. I, I just, I'm not going to break from tradition until I see them actually break from tradition. So I'm going to stick with three. And you're, we have the same three, I think Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. I think there are yes. a lot of people that thought Paxton Lynch had a shot. The reports from him from training camp have not been great. We'll put it that way. Um, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. He's missed some wide open receivers. And honestly, Jeffrey Benedict, who's on our <laughs> Wednesday show, I remember he wrote an article about it and did a film breakdown on Paxton Lynch and basically just said, this guy's not very good. He didn't know why, he, how he ever became a first round pick by the Denver Broncos, yet they took him Potential. there. Yeah, I guess so. So um, I could actually see them only going with two, though. That's something they didn't yeah. ask with Landry Jones. And um, I believe they even did it with, uh, did they do it with Joshua Dobbs for a year? I'm trying to the, think. The only time they were really going with two was they did it a couple times last season. They did it in week two when Ben Roethlisberger went down because when they traded away Dobbs, that's right. They brought Hodges on the practice squad only. They've yeah. always had had at least three with the practice squad, yeah. but I think with this year, I think they'll. I wouldn't. I think they're going to go four just because with everything with COVID. Yeah. you're going to want to have an extra quarterback because the last thing you can do is try to get a quarterback up to speed if you have a problem there. Yeah, and, and you know that the crazy thing is the Steelers actually have some experience there at the position now, unlike they did in 2019. So we yeah. agree that we both think they're going to keep three. That's Roethlisberger, Rudolph, and Hodges. Let's go to running backs. This is a tough group to pick for me because there's a lot of bodies. I don't think – I think it's more quantity than quality. How many do you think they keep? Well, this is where I think the numbers start to go off on what they normally do. I've said this many times. It's been just over two years since my first article at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, yep. and it was actually about the breakdown of the 53-man roster by position. They generally keep three plus a fullback. I have them going four this year just because of what they have. Okay, so who are, who are the players you have sticking around? I have – it's funny. I went out on a limb a few times earlier, and on the very last one, I bring it back to the safe picks, <laughs> where I went with James Conner, Benny Snell Jr., Anthony McFarland, and Jalen Samuels. Now, I made a change from the last one that I did. The last one I did, I had the same four that you did. And the one thing I kept thinking about was, I think the Steelers want to be more dynamic at the running back position. And if there's one word that I would not use to describe Jalen Samuels, it would be dynamic. He's just not. He's an H-back type. He's a flex tight end possibility. He's very versatile, but he's not dynamic. So I think they go with Connor Snell, McFarland, and I think Kareth White, because of his special teams capabilities, actually makes this team. And I think that Jalen Samuels, who could potentially – I'm not sure if he might be one of those practice squad guys. I doubt he would clear waivers. I'm sure someone would pick him up. Uh, but, you know, I just think that Samuels, even though he has a rapport with Matt Canada – from his time at NC State, I just don't know with Eric Ebron and the tight end situation the way it is. I don't think they need to keep him. That's kind of I, – I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if they do. Let me get that out of the way. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be shocked if it's flipped and Kareth White gets cut and Jalen Samuels is in. Wouldn't be shocked at all. I would be really shocked if they kept five. I don't think there's any reason to keep five and a fullback. Nonetheless, we both think four, but we we differ on that last one. Yeah, and you it's funny because you had this four last time as your four. I didn't have this four the last time. No. I had Wendell Smallwood, and I said that the Steelers are going to trade Jalen Samuels. Mm. Now, I still wouldn't be shocked if they if, – because to me, if they have one person to trade on this team more than anybody else, it's Samuels. That's just kind of what I had in the back of my mind for weeks now. Yeah. But then Wendell Smallwood got dinged up, and you haven't seen or heard much from him. I mean, you really haven't seen anything from him because you don't see anything. <laughs> so that's the only reason that, uh, that, that I made that change and said, you know, maybe I better go with a little bit of a safer pick here. But I know you – one of the things – you say Kareth White, you know, is dynamic – but I also think that what the, what the Steelers like to do is have different styles, different, different strengths yeah. of different guys. And I could see White a little bit, a lot like McFarland in a way, where Jalen Samuels, because of his receiving, brings something different. And that's the reason why I went with Samuels over White. You make a valid point. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised either way. So there's nothing, nothing in this room would shock me. Anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a good problem to have if you have capable backs that you're trying to decipher between. Okay, fullback, yeah. there's no really discussion there. Derek Watts, the guy, they bring him in as a free agent acquisition. They're not going to get rid of him. He says he's going to be healthy. We're assuming he'll be healthy. He's been dressing for practices throughout this surgery, quote-unquote, that we had no idea about. Uh, he said he'll be good to go. So I don't think there's any need to talk about fullback. Now, in the next position, though, <laughs> this is another tough one. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. So who makes – why, well, before let's backtrack, how many wide receivers do you think they keep? I think they're going to go with their typical six. This is somewhere where they could try to squeeze out just having five in order to have that extra running back, but I don't have them doing it here. I think that's one place. If you can get enough different, uh, enough different options at the position, you, know, you don't want to just keep a six guy that does what all the other guys do. Uh, so as long as they have six, you know, kind of different options, I think they'll stay with six. Okay. So who are your six? We have the four locks. We know that Juju four locks, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and Claypool. Those are locks. So who's your final yes. two? It's funny because some people thought I'm, I'm, I'm saying two guys that people thought were fighting for the same position. Uh, but I don't have it that way. I have Ryan Switzer because of his, he's done pretty well in camp. And, of course, he's, he's a different receiver that Ben Roethlisberger likes, and he trusts him to catch the ball. And my sixth wide receiver, this is the, diff- this is the one where I went out of limb. I'm going Ray-Ray McLeod. Okay. And the reason I'm going McLeod is because he checks so many boxes for the Steelers. And what I mean by that is, yes, he would be your last receiver. So if you needed a receiver, there he is. But he also checks off that special teams guy that can play gunner on kickoffs and and punt team that they had last year in Johnny Holton that they had years prior in Darius Hayward Bay. So not only do you get him with that, he is also a kickoff return guy who ran one back on the Steelers Friday evening practice when they were doing the simulated away game. So that's another box that he checks off. If he can do all these things with special teams and offer a sixth option as a wide receiver, then I just think that he brings more to the table than maybe a Deion Kane or a Mara Darbo or, or one of those guys. You make a really strong case for Ray Ray McLeod. 
I just don't think that Ryan Switzer and Ray Ray McLeod make the team. I think Dion Kane brings value to the wide receiver position, which ultimately, in my opinion, should be where they put the value. And he has proven he can play special teams. I think Dion Kane and Switzer make the team as your five and six, not necessarily in that order, but as your fifth and sixth. I just think that Ray Ray McLeod, like I said, it's either he or Switzer. I don't think it's both. I think Dion Kane is a big body. He has vertical speed. He can get down the field. He's proven that last year. I think that this is a guy that, at least in my opinion, has more upside from a receiving standpoint than Ray Ray McLeod. So you talked about Jalen Samuels potentially being traded. I had a receiver I could see them trading, and that would be James Washington, <laughs> believe it or not. Really? Uh, if, if there was a team that called, I guarantee you they would entertain the call because you have Claypool, you have Kane, you have Ray Ray McLeod, you got Switzer, Deontay Johnson. I just think that if, if there's one guy that I feel is expendable, not that I want to see him go, but if there's someone I think could be expendable, it would be James Washington. I did a podcast on that on this show a, a couple weeks ago. I think it might have been last week is who could be trade fodder before the season. And I had James Washington on that list. So we'll see. I, I, this, is, this is a position for me that I'm really intrigued by. Not so much in, boy, this is going to really impact the games, and more along the lines of I'm really curious to see who they decide has made – a bigger impression because Ray Ray McLeod did not start training camp with the Steelers. People forget that no. he had to, he's had to turn some heads. Yeah. And, and the, the player that they released in order to bring him in was someone that they then brought back. And a lot of people thought that maybe Saeed Blacknall could, you know, squeeze onto the 53, but they, they thought they thought of McLeod more than him. I just think it's funny because you, you talked about what Dion Kane brings to the table Take away, he did it last year, and you just described Chase Claypool. Yeah. So that's why I don't know that they need – I mean, on the 53, that I, I don't know that they're going to value that. I thought – I'm just thinking of every, every person that could bring something different. And you know how often do they actually use their sixth wide receiver. And when – you know, they, they rarely use their fifth wide receiver. So having so much other things that he could bring to the table is just the reason I went there. And it might literally come down to who's the better gunner. And let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Know, between McLeod and, and Deion Kane, it might come down to who's the better special teams gunner. So yeah. we'll see. The next position I think is also very intriguing is tight end. Um, <laughs> you and I both, last time we did our predictions, had them only keeping two. And I see <laughs> we both made the same change. <laughs> uh, that was one of those real, just like before, it was a really bold prediction to throw in there. But when you're fine, when you're doing your final one, you know, you got to do something crazy along the way. When you do the final one, you've got to be like, yeah, I would love for them to just have, you know, two tight ends on the practice squad and only two on the active roster and bring them up if needs be. But I, I think it's a great idea. I really do. I just don't think that they'll do it. No, I agree. I, I think Gentry, um, you know, Mike Tomlin has spent a lot of time in training camp with the tight ends, and yes. he's given Gentry some praise. I think that he's at least earned his spot on the 53. Do I think he'll be a game-day active player? More often, no, uh, unless there's an injury. But I think he's a guy they did draft, so he's got that going for him. And he's a big body guy. I mean, he's like at what, yeah. six eight or something like that. Yeah, at least six seven. I know that. Yeah, he's a big guy, and and you know, I've always said if, if he can turn into a Matt Spath, that would be ideal. Not necessarily have to be a great pass catcher, but a blocker. I'm not sure if he's there yet or if he ever will be. But I think Gentry is in. 
All right, last position here and another tough one to, to, to call based on the fact that when you get on those fringe players, it's tough to make these calls as we have had no preseason. But offensive line, how many do you think they keep? Um, I think they keep the, the, um, the right number of inches that uh, Gentry is tall, eight. Yeah. Uh, you were correct on that. He was six, eight. Um, but I, I, they normally keep nine offensive linemen. They normally do. But you have to find somewhere if you're going to carry that extra running back. Is it going to be a tight end? Is it going to be a wide receiver? Is it going to be offensive line? I, I just went back to do offensive line because when you go to look for someone that's going to be out there, you're, you're kind of saying, okay, where's the repeat? So by going with eight, the, the reason I feel confident with that is, is you've got your five starters who we still don't know who those five are. But if you're going to have eight active on game day now, which teams have to do in order to have those extra two spots, you've got to have eight offensive linemen. You've got Wisniewski, who's your center guard. Then you have Dotson as another guard. And then you have whoever doesn't win between Shooks and Banner as your tackle. And there's your eight. I could see them carrying another one who would then be inactive, but I just – someone like a Derwin Gray, I think he'd be the prime candidate if they keep a ninth. But I just – I haven't heard enough to make me feel overconfident that they need to keep nine. Yeah, I originally had nine uh, in our last exercise doing these predictions. And this, and I've, I like Derwin Gray. I liked him when they drafted him in the seventh round last year. Uh, there was a lot of hope of his position flexibility – and he's from Maryland. We know that Mike Tomlin loves yeah. guy, loves, loves those terrapins. terrapins. Yes, he loves the Terps. Um, it just I have, like you said, haven't heard much about him, and we haven't gotten a chance to see him. And so, with Kevin Dotson being the one that's taking all the headlines with his injury and then his return back, and he grew up a Steeler fan, and he's a mauler, and he's a big guy, fourth round draft pick out of Louisiana. You just haven't heard anything from Derwin Gray. It doesn't mean he's playing poorly. It'll be interesting to see what they do there, but I, I agree. I have Derwin Gray out, and that equates to 25 total players oh, wow. on offense. Uh, real quick, before we take a break, if there's one player that you think would be a stunner, I'm talking about you and I are working on the article, and we see the list come out, and we say, holy cow, they cut blank on offense. I, I make this similarity or the comparison to when they – Oh my gosh, they cut Landry Jones. I'll never forget when they did yes. that. Everyone was stunned. Stunned. Yes. So who would be your guy on offense that you say, holy cow, they released who? Well, I could give you a Brian Anthony Davis answer, which is the obvious one. They released Ben Roethlisberger. But no, <laughs> we want to say, of, you know, someone who who you thought was kind of a lock in there and, and didn't do it. I'm I'm going to say – what if they released somebody like on offense? Oh my goodness, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, you're gonna say my answer. I know it. Yeah, I know you're gonna say. My am answer. I? <laughs> I was gonna say no. I'd be shocked if they released this. Say your answer because I'm still trying to figure this I out. I think I would be stunned. It would be the headline of the article: Steelers cut roster to 53, comma Ryan Switzer released. Oh. Because that wouldn't although shock it wouldn't shock, well, no, but yeah, it would. Think about mm -hmm. the fan base's reaction to that. There would be a, oh my gosh, Ben's boy just got cut. The only reason people think he stays around is because he's Ben Roethlisberger's buddy. It, that, that is fact. We know that. We have such a pulse on the, on the fan base, Dave, that you know people yes. would think, oh my gosh, they just cut Ryan Switzer. I would be fine with it. 
you would be fine with it. Anyone with a logical yeah. brain in between their ears would be fine with it. But I think that would still be a surprise for a lot of people. Can you think of anyone okay. else? Uh, I'm going to say Jalen Samuels. Okay. I, would be be, I, I mean, you don't have him on there. I would be really surprised if they cut Jalen Samuels. Okay. Because I just, I just look at that, that list of running backs and I'm like, I don't see them really wanting to give up on any of them. So, yeah. All right. So that's the offense, 25 total players. Stay tuned right after this break. We will get into defense and special teams. Stick around. Jeff Hartman here, joined by co-editor and co-editor Dave Schofield, talking about Steelers predictions for the 53-man roster. That happens on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And we're talking about defense now. We just went over the offense. If you fell asleep in the first half, rewind, go listen again. Now we're talking about the defense. Let's start on the defensive line. How many do you think, Dave, uh, and along that defensive front, do they keep? I have the Steelers doing what they normally do on defense with the way their numbers break down. So the way their numbers usually break down is six defensive linemen. That's what I have them keeping. And I think, and I'm, it might be my most confident position group out of everything that I think they're going to keep six. And I think these are the six they're going to keep. Yeah. And those are, go ahead and say them. We agree. Um, So go ahead and say who your six are. Well, Hayward to it, Alu, Wormley, Bugs, and, Big Dan McCullers. Big Dan McCullers. Now or never for Big Dan, as Keith yep. Butler said. And and I think he makes the team. They want that big body in there, uh, especially against a team like maybe even the Baltimore Ravens where they're going to run the ball a lot and they want to plug up the interior and, and really take up a couple blockers. So we'll see. I think Dan McCullers makes the team as well, based on the fact also that I don't think there's anyone else really pushing him. I mean, you can talk about Henry Mondo. Carlos Davis, from all reports, is that he's not even close to ready. Uh, Like you said, when they drafted him in the seventh round out of Nebraska, he is a project to the max. Athlete, but not really honing his skills as a football player, especially a a defensive lineman. So there's no one pushing Dan McCullers out. I I don't think so, at least. So uh, I think Dan McCullers stays. So they keep six. We agree on that. Uh, Wouldn't be – I don't think that, like you said – if there's a confidence level from one to 10, 10 being extremely confident, I think both of us are like a 9.9, right? Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is they actually have a lot of options here. I mean, I, I'm looking at even how many guys that I have going on the practice squad just because of what they have. And, uh, when, but you're exactly right about McCullers is they don't really have anyone that's big enough to be that nose tackle, especially like a goal line nose tackle that he brings. Yep. And that's typically his role of that in special teams, which he'll probably get flagged on for something. <laughs> but anyways, let's go to outside linebacker. This is another one. The defense is not as intriguing as the offense because there's less position battles at specific positions. You're really talking about fringe players here. We know TJ Watt and Bud Dupree and Alex Highsmith are all locks. How many do you have them keeping and who are those other players? Well, I have them keeping nine total linebackers like they normally do. So it's got to be how they break it up. And I have them keeping five on the outside. So I have those other, you know, after Watt Dupree, Highsmith, 
I have them keeping both Adenier and Skipper. I know if they wanted to, they could get this group down to four. Haven't heard much from Skipper this no. this time around. Nothing. So it would if if I don't know the teams would be lining up to grab him like they were last year, just because of not having any tape from the preseason from this year. So that's a guy that they could maybe say, oh, let's let's squeeze another position, you know, another player here and get him on the practice squad. I just don't know. For now, I think they just they, they keep him on there just because they have the space at linebacker. You wonder if they keep Skipper around even just to get an idea about week one against the Giants. You know, he spent time in New York last year. Mm-hmm. There's no preseason to, to glean any information from. I wonder if they would say, hey, uh, we're going to keep you around. We're going to pick your brain about what they like to do and, and players' tendencies. I'm, I'm curious. But I have the same five staying. Watt, Dupree, Highsmith, Adenye, and Skipper. Even though we haven't heard much from Skipper, I think that honestly, in my opinion, Highsmith has supplanted himself as the number three. Absolutely. It's going to be a competition between Adenye and Skipper to get a game day helmet and to really be that other outside linebacker. Haven't heard a lot from either. Mike Tomlin did say that Adenye came into camp in great condition, but we haven't had, then again, we haven't had the reports, period, you know, about backs yeah. on backers. Like that's it. When we were at, when they were at Latrobe, at St. Vincent College, you would hear some really detailed reports on on the backs on backers, and you just haven't gotten that. So we're kind of flying blind here, but we both think they keep five outside line uh, linebackers. So let's finish up the linebacking court. You said they keep nine. They kept five outside linebackers, according to our prediction. That means they keep four inside linebackers. Pretty sure we have the same ones here because there's not many options in the inside linebacker. Why don't you go and name those off? What name off the only four guys that they have? <laughs> name off the entire. You know, well, they have four target. and a half. We'll talk about that half later, right? Yeah. Um, but it's you know Vince Williams, Devin Bush, UG three, and Robert Splain. Sorry, Ulysses Gilbert the third. For those of you who might not be familiar with that, yes. Um, and and then Splain. That's I mean the Steelers right now have ten linebackers out of on their eighty man roster, and if they're going to keep nine, the only one I the only one we don't have here is Jay Rune Elliott, who they just brought in you know, the end of last earlier this week and a lot, some recently, you know, who spent some time with, with the team and that's it. That's all they have. So they must feel pretty good with what they got. Yeah, they must. And and you brought up in the article about Marcus Allen as a potential player that could kind of swing down and play down in the box. He's not going to be labeled on the roster as a linebacker, nope. but at the same time, <laughs> I was talking last, last Friday with Kevin and he said, man, this is, this is concerning two positions that are concerning inside linebacker and safety. And I said, there is a chance that they still make a move. It might be until they see what everyone else has done in terms of cutting players. It happens every year. You know, you, the, the Steelers cut down to 53 and everyone's thinking, Oh good. The one player they really hope really hoping to make the team sticks around. You might not celebrate just yet because they might covet another player from another team and they end up cutting that guy. So I think we agree, though. Bush, Gilbert, Williams, and Spillane are your inside linebackers. Let's go to the secondary. Cornerback. I think they keep five, don't you? Yes, I have had them at five the whole time. There's been times where people think that they are going to keep six because that's what they did last year. It was six and four because generally it's ten secondary positions. But it doesn't have to be. And rather than force another corner – just go with what you got. And I think these have been the five, these five have been locked in for a long time and it would be really hard for someone else to supplant any of them 
with Joe Hayden, Stephen Nelson, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, and Justin Lane, who also, there's your other gunner on yep. special team. Yeah. So I think they're all going to, I think that's your five and they're all going to be active. I think you're right. I don't, I don't disagree at all. I, I can't even think of a name that would even make me think, wow, there's a position battle here. Uh, um, there's a couple undrafted free agents that have gotten some P- buzz and Pierre. And Pierre. Pierre yeah, yeah, he's a taller. He's, I think he's 6'2. He's a taller defensive back. Yeah. But, but is it really enough to go on the 53? That's the probably question. not. Yeah. Probably not. So that was a that was a uh, man. These like I said, there's not as many battles on defense as there is on offense. But let's go to safety. the The question is depth. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds are your one and two, but mm-hmm. who makes it after that is going to be interesting. They draft Antoine Brooks, Marcus Allen, as we mentioned earlier. Dave, how many did he keep, and who do you have sticking around? They keep five because that's the balance out, and. They're also keeping five that kind of are a couple of them are can do more than just safety. Now, to me, they have after those two starters, they basically have four guys fighting for three positions, in my opinion. I know I've I've read a, I read one fifty three man roster prediction that completely left out any mention, you know, of not even being on the team in Jordan Dangerfield. I have Jordan Dangerfield in because out of their four core special teamers from last year. He's the only one left. And I don't see them completely turning over every one of their core special teamers from one year to the next. I think they'll, especially with no preseason games to work on it. I think Dangerfield is there. Um, I have Marcus Allen, they, they, especially they're going to try to, if they need to use him in a pinch at inside linebacker, then you got to have him on, on the safety depth chart. And then I went with Curtis Riley who is a safety and corner. He's played both and another special teams guy to keep. And that this is my big shocker. I waited till the end. I've got Antoine, Antoine Brooks not making the team. Wow. Well, he was a, what, what was he? A six round pick? Six. Yeah. I mean, so if a six round pick doesn't make the team. I don't think it's yeah. jaw dropping, but, but a lot of people were really big yeah. on him. And I, I think once again, you want people that can do different things. And I, I see Brooks and Marcus Allen as offering a lot of the same things. And there's been a lot of positive talk about Marcus Allen. Uh, it's a little bit sketchy sometimes at linebacker, you know, in some reports. Yep. But uh, a, a lot of good things that you've heard from him out of camp. So I think he gets the nod there. I agree with you on Dangerfield. I wouldn't be shocked if Dangerfield is your special teams captain this year. Uh, he just he seems like he's a team first guy. I know I checked out your guys' interview with him in July. Seems like a oh, he's Maryland guy, fun to Towson. Um, I think that they do keep Antoine Brooks though. Uh, I think that Marcus Allen, they both have the versatility they want. Um, I think the danger, uh, no pun intended for danger. The the concern I should say is all these players, but this is where someone like Cameron Sutton to me really plays a role. So if they keep Allen and Brooks, those are two guys that can flex down into the box. They can, they're thumpers. That's the, they play the line of scrimmage. Well, that's what they're known for. But if a Minka Fitzpatrick gets injured and has to miss a game or two, I think you move Sutton there before Absolutely. you even think about moving a danger field into the lineup or Marcus Allen or Brooks back or trying to bump Terrell Edmonds over. I think that because of Sutton's versatility, they can actually be a little bit heavier at safety in the depth area, and that can help them at inside linebacker because they play so much. And the special team, I'm sorry, their sub packages are just so yeah. heavily used that, 
when people think of linebackers and the, the standard three, four, that just isn't used that often. So uh, we kind of have to get rid of that old conventional thought. I think that Brooks makes the team, but we'll see. I would not be shocked at all if Curtis yeah. Riley is the guy. So now, uh, go ahead. Can I, I want to say something about Dangerfield. Yeah. I, he is a guy that when he had to come in in spots and play in spots, he graded very well last year. Um, if you trust like the pro football focus grades. Um, I think he even graded higher than Fitzpatrick, but just didn't have enough snaps to qualify. But to me, he's a very good plug-in and fill-in in-game. If something happened where Fitzpatrick was not going to start a game, I don't think it would be Dangerfield. If something happened where someone went down during the game, it would be Dangerfield. That's just kind of how I think they would do it. Well, but, you know, it's funny because you bring up – I brought up Sutton. You talked about position flexibility. Yeah. You, Curtis Riley has that position flexibility. So Absolutely. maybe Justin Lane is not panning out and he gets cut. And Curtis Riley is that cornerback safety that they could keep on the roster that can play multiple positions. And we know that Cameron Sutton can play outside in case. I just don't think they're – you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think they cut Justin Lane. He's a pretty high draft pick for them but at the same time safety there's a couple players there so that's a total for 25 for the defensive side of the football do your easy math folks that's 50 leaves three spots left for the specialist no one's debating chris boswell i don't think anyone is debating cameron Kennedy unless he's not healthy which he's nursing a knee injury right now the long but snapper he, he returned this week he did in a yes. limited basis they said but yeah. still is jordan berry gonna punt for this team again uh, yes, Ugh. I have Jordan Berry. Yes, I do. And here's why I'm going to tell you right what I said in our prediction. Um, Jordan Berry does not win the punting job. Jordan Berry wins the holders job, which means he's I going to have to punt saying. the ball when they need him. Yeah, that's my opinion. It, that plays a, a big role into it. And that's something Mike Tomlin has actually said uh, often before at his post-practice, post-game press conference, that, that holding is a part of the job that a lot of people don't think about. However, my question and my concern is, well, what if your punter is that bad that he <laughs> doesn't do the job of kicking? I, I feel like they could have worked with someone. And again, no preseason means that we had no idea. I don't even know the other guy's name, uh, the other punter on the roster. Do you know Dave? Uh Waitman. There you go. I don't even know if that guy's any good. He stuck around from the 90 to 80 roster trim down, but at the same time, I don't know. I guess because of the lack of preseason and everything like that, Barry will probably be the guy for 2020. Um, and we'll see how that goes, but you want to I, I got to ask you a question here. Jeff. Sure. Every time there was a report that the Steelers were signing a player to their roster during training camp, and we knew that the player was signed, but we had to wait for the transaction to see who was released. How many times were you waiting for it to be that other punter? I honestly – I thought of it almost every time because I'm like, if they know it's Jordan Berry, why are they even keeping another punter? That's true. So the fact that he's still there days away from, from the cut down – is is actually very interesting yeah i mean I, i'm kind of concerned for our hosts from the uh, touchdown under where you know that's their guy they, that's jordan berry is their <laughs> not guy. that they like him but they have to because he's their, he's their bloke <laughs> <laughs> i poke fun at those guys I, I've, I trust me i've communicated with them on social media they're great guys that are just poking fun at school it's all in good fun 
But um, and make sure you check out their show, by the way, the Touchdown Under. It runs on Saturday morning. But you went ahead and you did a 16-man practice squad prediction. I did not um, because I'm lazy, I guess. But uh, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell us who you think makes the practice squad for the Steelers? For you know, A lot of people out there might say, okay, well, you know, a guy like Trey Edmonds, we didn't even talk about him. Does, what about him? Does he make the team? What, what do you think? What are your, what's your 16-man practice squad? All right, 16-man practice squad. Now, in all honesty, I would say the Steelers will have 13 or 14 guys from their training camp that they have on the practice squad. I would not be shocked if they grabbed a player or two from somewhere else. Yep. But I just – you can't judge that right now. So I just right. did the top 16. Um, I have them keeping a fourth quarterback in Paxton Lynch. I have them keeping two running backs of Kareth White and Trey Edmonds. I don't think Smallwood goes on to the practice squad. I think he looks to get, to try to jump on with the team somewhere um, if he's even healthy enough to do it. Um, I, I have him keeping uh, Kevin Rader on the practice squad again. He, he was on and off the Steelers practice squad all, all season last year. Two wide receivers. I have Deion Kane and Amara Darbo. Um, that's because I, had, had, I didn't have Kane on the, on the six. I had McLeod. Right. So I don't know if you would have McLeod there, if you would have someone like Asai Blackmell. Um, three offensive linemen in uh, J.C. Hasnauer, uh, Christian Delario, and Derwin Gray is who I went with. Um, just guys that, guys that were all on their practice squad last year. That's why I went with them. Um, and then here's where it got interesting when I got to the defense. I'm going to put, do this from the secondary forward. I have Antoine Brooks because I didn't have him as a safety, so you would probably have somebody else there. For corners, I had Trajan Bandy and James Pierre. Um, I said to keep J. Ron Elliott because now he's back to practice squad. You know, he can be on there even though he had no practice squad eligibility. He's their only other linebacker we didn't have on the team, so I kept him. And then I still had three more spots, so I, I kept three defensive linemen because I didn't know where else to go. Yeah. Um, where I kept Mondu and uh, Carlos Davis being a seventh-round draft pick. And then I had him keep Calvin Taylor, the undrafted free agent out of Kentucky, because I'm like, you know, who knows? Maybe they, they have some ideas with him saying that he's 6'9 and 310 pounds. Jeez. So maybe, maybe someone to keep around to see if they can develop something else with him. So that, that's just why I thought, you know, not as much to help them this year is just to see if they can maybe develop him. He was my last guy on. I don't know. There's also Savon Walker that could be, you know, that was in the XFL that could have been in there. It just seemed like an awful lot of uh, defensive tackles to yeah. keep around, which they probably won't do. But I just really ran out of names of what I really wanted to keep someone. All right, last question before we call it a show. Who's the defensive player that if they were released, we asked this question for offense, do the same question for defense okay, you look at the list and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, they released who? Like, who's that guy? There's a lot of candidates for this one. I know. There's a lot of candidates for this one. Um, here you go. I want to do this one. Isaiah Bugs. Oh, okay. I, that's a good outside-the-box thinking there, Dave. I like that. Just haven't heard tons about him, you know, was, was on the roster last year. It's just one of those one of those guys. If they really like somebody else instead, uh, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, I really want them to keep bugs. I really like bugs, but if I heard that they cut him, I that would that would surprise me. Yeah, that would that would be a that would be a surprise for sure. 
I would say Antoine Brooks for me. I just the Steelers okay. do not like to cut their drafted players unless it's like a seventh round draft pick or unless it's Colin Holba from Louisville, the long snapper in the sixth what, round. What, what about your boy from last year? What, what about good old Sutton Smith? Oh, he was a I, sixth that rounder. was not my boy. That was Brian Davis. <laughs> Don't no, that's no, that, that, that's your boy that you wanted to be like, oh, why do they have this guy? You know, that's what I meant by that. <laughs> So that couldn't he, that didn't even make the practice squad. Came yeah. back. Was he the one that was signed for a day? He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They brought him back for a day. In the middle and of the season. Cut him again. And he's with, yeah. I think, Seattle or New Orleans, one of the two. He's I've, actually I've in the NFL, there. though. He's somewhere. I don't know if he's going to make a team, but we'll see. So to give everyone an idea as to what's going to happen, uh, by the time you hear this, if you're someone that listens to this podcast early in the morning, it publishes at 5 a.m. Eastern time. This article is probably going to run around 8.15 or so uh, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So you can check it out. You see all of our predictions there in the written word. You can comment, say who you agree with, who you disagree with, why Dave's nuts, why I'm crazy. It's all in fun. It's all great. It's all good for debate. And then on Saturday, 4 p.m. is the deadline. That does not mean that is when the Steelers will make their decision. The past few years, they have waited until the deadline. It's really frustrating. But there have been a couple years in my years of Behind the Steel Curtain that they've published it early. And everyone's like just kind of waiting around. The next thing you know, they look at their phones, it's 2 o'clock, and the Steelers release their players. You're thinking, oh, my gosh. And so you've got to get to work. But we are going to be covering that on Saturday, and we are going to be doing a podcast at some point on Saturday. I'd hope to do it shortly after. We have to get the website work done, and then we'll get on the air. Uh, but, Dave, anything to say before we call it a show? How exciting is it? to be at roster cutdowns. I mean, we're just we're counting down every little thing to get to football. I mean, they're going to be a 53-man roster here tomorrow. This yeah. is crazy. We're, it's almost here. It's almost here. It's nothing is <laughs> – this is so strange because it's such a strange time in our world. I mean, you think about the fact that everyone, I think, and I think this way too sometimes, like, man, it's just been forever. It's been so long since football. Football's on schedule. Like, there's nothing yeah. – nothing has been delayed. I mean, OTAs and training camp look different. But nothing has been delayed. There's no preseason, but the regular season week one date has not changed. It's just because it's so different. I know there's a lot of skeptics out there that never thought it would happen. Here we are. It is happening. Take it, for, take it at face value, and that's the fact that in just under two weeks, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be playing the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium in Monday Night Football. So it's exciting times. Make sure you follow us on all of our podcast platforms. That's Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it. We're there, even on Pandora free pandora app you can find us search on their podcast behind the steel curtain we will be there you can listen to all of our shows make sure you check out our live youtube shows go to youtube.com search btsc steelers radio subscribe to the channel it's a different vibe and we'll be you know dave and i are on there thursday nights he's on there with his brother on tuesday nights the big brosco show um that that rolls off the tongue anyways check out all our shows and make sure that behind the steel curtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers We'll be back on Monday for another episode of Let's Ride, talking about the 53 and getting ready for the Giants. In the meantime, be kind, stay safe.